Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. And you know who it is. You know who it be. We're over here having a good time. I know you guys haven't heard from me in a little bit, and I apologize. I'll get into that maybe in another episode because today we got an extra special treat, a show that's long time been coming. I've been working on it. My, my, I'm not going to reveal him yet. My pal here has been working on it, um, and we're going to dive into his business. He is, he's got his own business going on. He is a certified personal trainer, um, and we have just a ton of history, a ton of funny as heck stories that we were just reminiscing about before the show. So we're going to dive in, and we're going to have a good time. This is Morning Joe with Tony Flo. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. So, as y'all heard, I got a special guest on my show, and, you know, we do this little segment called Into the Inspiration. Into the Inspiration. We dive into the inspiration, what made people become who they are, where they came out of, uh, situations they faced. You guys, uh, if you guys haven't saw or heard my interview with Tyler, he's got a great story, and we got another great story ahead of us right here. And I am interviewing my long, good time, good times, good friend, Austin Nealon. He is the owner of Soldier Fitness. What's going on, man? Anthony Lopez, my man. Thank you for having yeah, me yeah, on. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited, yeah. man. I, you know what? Life is good. I can't complain. Uh, living in Santa Barbara, California right now. Ooh. This is my mobile office, so you know what you see right here is just on the go. I'm looking at the ocean. I don't know. Obviously, you can't see it. I can flip you around real hey, that's quick. That's messed up, dude. You just say the ocean, and then oh, there it is. There we go. There, there she go. is. That's the ocean that. right there. For we all you that, that live in Montana and North Dakota, don't know what an ocean looks like. There. Oh it is. man, yeah, you got some lakes out there, but you know the ocean's yeah. a different beast. <laughs> that's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, man. So you know what. We're, I, I want to dive in with you and talk about basically what we're just from, gosh, just from the starting point, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, where you came out of, we obviously, we went to elementary school together over there in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to dive into your story, man. So obviously Absolutely. grew up in Ventura, California. Um, we've been involved in sports are basically, I mean, together almost our whole yeah. life. I remember competing against each other in Pop Warner football. Yeah. Just uh, just the long history. So yeah, man. Like, I mean, how was your childhood? I mean, growing up. Yeah. Um, just just go for it. Tell me about it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, Ventura, California, for all you who don't know, is a little small beach town. It's growing in the numbers. Hey, Ventura! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my man Lopez, right here, and I, we lived in the same neighborhood. Um, or one of your parents did, right, Lopez? And then your mom yes. lived further down, further down yep. the way. That's right. Uh, but yeah, sports were a big thing for Lopez and I. Like he said, we were always competing against each other at first. And I remember it was funny. Like I knew of you before I actually met you because Whoa. I remember you were a stud. So you're always hey. talked about on the other team. So whenever we came, like building play that cloud, dude, <laughs> I just was like, oh man, if Lopez is in the game and I got to guard him, it's it's gonna be a tough one, man, because he's one extreme athlete. And then oh, finally, dude. we got the other side of the coin where we were actually on the same team as we grew up, which was always yeah. nice because we could actually just compete together and actually, dude, I want you on my side. You know, if we were going to battle, <laughs> I want you on my side, bro. Hey, likewise, <laughs> man. Likewise. Uh, you know, I remember always being like, hey, who's that? Who's that number 27 that's running back on Pop Warner? <laughs> you know, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. I had a tap with you. Dude. Hey, you remember when we played at the halftime show at Ventura High School when we did that? 
You honestly that, just was, brought back memories. I, I totally <laughs> forgot about that, man. We that played halftime. And we thought it was the biggest crowd ever, but everybody's really just going to go get their hot dogs and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, didn't watch it, but we're just like, oh, we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it felt like it. It sure yeah. felt like it. Wasn't it raining too? So it added like a little suspense to the game. Oh, we're like, man. wow, that's intense. And what I do remember is that was my first time playing on turf, and it freaking hurt to fall. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like a carpet burn. Uh, yeah, anyway, sorry, was, go ahead. I, I cut you. No, off. it's it's all good. No, it's all good. But yeah, so growing up, I had a very active lifestyle. Uh, I remember actually the moment that I was really conscious of like being in touch with myself was actually in my parents' garage, door closed, just myself. And weights, weights around me. And I just remember working Ooh. out. Like I wanted to do push-ups. I always was doing push-ups, squats, anything I could think of, you know, with weights. And I didn't go off of any tutorials. I just trained myself. And that's when I felt like at most peace, I guess, growing up. If I can recall certain times of my life where I was like, wow, that was a good point. That was a good stage for me to develop into a young man. It was around exercise. So, I mean, just tying this into my business and what I do today. I mean, I'm a personal trainer. For all of you who don't know, and I've been doing this for three years now. Um, I launched my business three years ago, but it wasn't until last year I actually became like a legitimate, you know, business owner where I actually had the certification, I had the licensing, all the good stuff. Before that, it was kind of almost underground market, and it was like, how can I just spread grinding. word out and yeah, right. just grinding, just trying to make it happen. But my childhood played a big part of that, right? Because it was oh, so sure. involved in sports. I Every summer, even I remember thinking like I had certain friends that would go out and about and they, they were like, hey, man, could you hang out? Well, now I got practice today or I got, oh. you know, I'm too tired. I, I got I got games, man. And I always <laughs> yeah. remembered like, man, I kind of almost feel like I lost my freedom in a way. But how good sports were to me and knowing what it did for me now pff, wouldn't change a thing, wouldn't change a thing. So that's really what got me blossoming into being a personal trainer, even, you know, and launching yeah, a man. business. Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. And, you know, I'm right there with you. Sports required discipline. And even though it was like a love-hate thing, you know, yeah. I remember being like, oh, football practice, man. Oh, my gosh, football practice. And then you just – but you absolutely love football, so you just can't be yeah. like, no, no more, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can just throw in the towel. I guess you could, but we were like, no, we got we to gotta show up. We yeah, got to yeah, you know, make other people happy too. That hey. was a big part of it. And we showed up when we were pulling like all nighters and stuff too. Like we still showed up. <laughs> you remember in the gym? Hey Lopez, go go. Uh, we got to do some curls, man. I can't. I can't do it. I'm I'm way too tired. I just can't. Lopez, one of my favorite moments, probably all time, is just that whole setting. We went out with a group of friends. You know, like you said, an all nighter, and we had yep. morning weights. We had what like an insane it was schedule, like six a.m. Yeah, five forty-five a.m. Saturday on a in Saturday school, morning. Granted, in high school. You know? But uh, I remember, yeah, we showed up and Lopez, him and I were working out together and we were doing, I forgot what it was, like maybe deltoid raises and you're like, ah, you were just struggling so hard. You're like, like 10 pounds it, or something. Bro. You got like ticked off. You're like, I can't do this right now. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, I remember that so clearly, man. I was so tired, so tired. <sighs> but yeah, so as you can see, we got some history. We got a ton of stories that we're definitely going to um just gonna break out into i i mean but like i was saying uh before uh to you austin like we've been we've been trying to plan this for nearly a year yeah I think. seriously it was like summer maybe last summer it was last summer Something yeah like that. 
And yeah. I was I was out in California visiting family, and we were just our, our schedules just collided. We couldn't we couldn't make it work and make it work. So we've been trying this and that, and finally got it together. Uh, yeah. And you know, coincidentally enough, you you like you said, your business has just grown basically since then. Mm-hmm. You got um, certification. It's it's legit. It's you mm-hmm. don't you're not uh, you know. Like I remember watching an interview uh, and you saying how you're having to pass out flyers and mailboxes and just do whatever you can to get the to get the word out, you know, which yeah. is awesome. I think yeah. that is right there, just a definition of grinding to get um, to get what you want. You know what I mean? And um, I think your business is definitely a solid example, um, kind of laying a foundation out for somebody else who maybe is is just starting out. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe thinking about it, maybe on the fence of. Should I do it? Should I not? Like I, I, I don't, I'm not sure. The insecurity, you know, finances. How am I going to do it? Right. What What advice would you give somebody who is starting? Who is saying, you know, what, I, I'm unsure. I don't know. Like I'm just worried about this. Worried about that. What advice would you give to somebody who is on the fence of starting their own business? Oh man. Well, if that's truly resonating in someone's heart and they know, like, maybe they're in a position in their life, whether they have a job already, you know, certain things going on, but they have that resonation, like, man, I want to do something. Like I want to create something. I just don't know how perfect. Yeah. You're right where you need to be. Matter of fact, the more you don't know, the more you go towards that things start just coming together. Like I'd say, use your imagination. Like that's the most powerful tool you can use. And for me, yeah, I had the same thoughts. Like, how am I going to make it? You know, can I be a personal trainer? Uh, can I afford it? Can I do it while I have a full-time job? And it was basically like, once you say yes, you're going to find yeah. ways to make it mold into that. You're going to actually manifest that. Um, and it might take time. And I'd say also to people who are starting out, don't rush the process. Mm. You know, everyone wants to think like right away, they're going to be making big bucks. They're going to have a huge portfolio of clients, um, have the best results, be renowned for, you know, being the best trainer. But you have to do something in order to be that person. And so sure. you should enjoy the process. You should enjoy all the nitty gritty stuff. I mean, there's going to be so much more life than just training. You know, I mean, to yep. create a business there, like you, you have a family, you have different things that go on while you're trying to do these uh, objectives, these goals. And so I'd say just as long as you never throw in the towel, you might have days where you hardly get anything done, if anything. But as long as you don't throw in the towel and just keep moving forward at your own pace, you're going to be fine. You're going to find a way to do it. There's an infinite amount of ways you can be successful. And just because, you know, there's a successful trainer out there in your neighborhood doesn't mean you can't be one, too. I mean, look at Toyota, Chevy. I mean, there's so many different car companies. Why? It doesn't have to just be one. Do it your own way. You know, create your own thing, your own niche. For sure. I like like how you said, too, how – you need to include your imagination into creating your own business because I think that's what it takes a lot of the time is not only the will, like you mentioned, and not only the perseverance, but also the creativity, the the ability to be like, all right, how else can I reach people? Um, how else, what, what can I do to, to make this happen? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's super, uh, super good point that you make there is that uh, imagination I think is critical when it comes to starting your own business you know yeah um, absolutely and the, so that's oh go, go ahead, ahead. Oh, <laughs> no I'm just gonna add to that uh, the thing about imagination is you'll know that it's going to be pure that way because you're mm. you're coming from within right 
Um, and I think that's another point I want to make is you're going to have so many different peers out there, people that you listen to, podcasts you tune into, books you read. And there's going to be an abundance of information that you can use or not use, right? But you're going to always have to – in order to stand out, you have to be unique. And what better way to do that than, than by being yourself, than by using your own imagination and whatever that way that may be. Maybe you'll trial and error some things, and you'll be like, well, that doesn't work. But that's part of the process. Like at least get it out there, and then you can yeah. refine as you go along. Um, right. Yeah. That's that's super – that's good because I think you know that's the thing is like – get your feet wet. Just yeah. go out there, get your feet wet. You know, don't, don't just dip your toe in and like, oh, I don't know. Oh, well, that didn't work. Let's try something else. you know? Yeah. Get out there and be like, and then you, you kind of work with it. Like you said, you kind of start molding it into what works for you, what works for your business. And it just right. starts to, to mold into what you want it to become. Um, and so I think, yeah, that's, that's a good point, man. You just got to get out there and just do it, you know? Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Nike, Nike had something right. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, no other way to put it. No other way to put it. Yeah. I mean, so we talked about, you know, your growing up, your upbringing, you know, where you're super involved in sports. I mean, did, um, I mean, uh, your dad was always there at, at, uh, at games. And I know that I'm sure your mom probably was too, but I know your dad was because he was always sneaking onto the sidelines. Somehow he was always there. I remember I would score a touchdown or whatever. And he'd be the first one to, to like high five me. I'm like, Oh, hey, Mr. (laughs) Neal is right there. You know, He always found a way on the field, whether he was was the team doctor or whether, you know, he was bringing to the guys. He always had some way to get on the field. Is that that what he said? What's the trick? What did he say? Did he ever tell you? No, I always asked him. I'm like, how do you get on the field? I didn't. Hey, hey, he was my dad. I love him. He was always there to support. But at the same time, I hated him on the sidelines. I hated him on the sidelines. I know how that goes. Because your your pops was there too, man. It's like they're always in your ear, whether it's positive or negative. It's like, I don't want the volume. I've already got high pressure situations going on. You don't need to be critiquing me while I'm doing it. But (laughs) for sure. Yeah, you know, his his answer was. I was either the team doctor or uh, I got I got Gatorades for everybody. I gotta I gotta get in and out, so I'm gonna be coming back. Don't worry. Wow, yeah. wow, that yeah. is you know as simple of an answer as it is. Hey, I got I got the team Gatorades, man. I'm gonna be coming. <laughs> <laughs> it only was that easy to get into some football games, some NFL games. So hey, I got Gatorades for the team. <laughs> coming in and out on the sideline. I would hey. love. It. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah, man. He, so speaking about your dad and what I was getting at here is yeah. how, how, I mean, did your parents heavily influence you to get involved into sports when you were young? I mean, was, um, mm-hmm. I mean, how, what was their influence on you in, in, in getting into, I guess, sports in general? Yeah, no, good question. Um, so before I actually participated in any like team organization or getting myself involved with a sport, uh, I was with my dad the very first time I actually like threw a football around because yeah, oh, for all of you that don't know, I played football and then I ran track and field. I played basketball, different sports, but those were the bulk: football and track and field. And so the reason I started to fall in love with those sports was prior to s- signing up with any organizations, my dad and I would go out to the football fields like Ventura College or any open space for that matter. And we would just start throwing the ball around and it became so much fun where we would switch off um, being quarterback and wide receiver. And we would, we'd have different routes that we'd make up and we call them fun names and stuff like, all right, we're going to do the dime. And then we're going to do the uh, the sprint (laughs) jug, you know? So we always had these little sayings, but I didn't know it. 
at the time you start building and practicing right then and there for actual live contact, you know, without yeah. even being a part of an organization. It was like, wow, I'm starting to lay the groundwork for something like discipline, uh, you know, working on my own body, right. Perfecting mm-hmm. my own craft with that, getting better at catching, getting better at throwing. And that was just what I started with. I had no yeah. idea I was going to play any sports, but my parents had a big pull on me. Yes. Um, Never to the extent where they pressured me to play sports. They always allowed me to have my own choice. But once I said yes, they expected me that I show up. You know, they yeah. wanted to instill like, hey, this is this is going to be a grind. You know, you're you're a kid. This is your grind, quote unquote. But you need to show up if you're going to say yes to this. And so mm. I had a heavy influence, especially like practices. I would hate. I would dread practices <laughs> until I was there. You, you and know? me both. <laughs> yeah, until I was there and I was like, okay, this isn't that bad. But going and leading up to it, man, I get so nervous. I get so stressed. And, you know, my parents were always there to kind of push me along and say, you know, you signed up to this. You said yes, but we understand if you want to throw in the towel. But they always would like push it along, like, hey, if you don't like this in two weeks, then we can call it. But I'd always find a way to fall in love with it. So I was always kind of like you said, yeah, a love hate relationship, you know? <laughs> For sure, man. For sure. And that's, it's funny. Cause I think there's, there's a couple points in there too, for all you dads who are listening out there. I'm a dad myself. Um, and I think it's just important to realize how important it is for you to develop that father son relationship. You know, even if it is the you know, 15 minutes playing catch with your boy yeah, or, exactly. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's that developing that relationship, man, it, it's crucial. I think crucial. I mean, you can look at all the data too. You can look at all the data and see how, how, kids turn out when they do have a dad around and when they don't, you know? So I think that, that for one. And then secondly, the importance of discipline was, I think instilled sounds like to me it's instilled by your parents. Like, Hey, all right, we're going to hold you accountable now. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that was, I think that's a huge part in for one, you growing up and also probably I would say your perseverance in getting your business up and going. I would say probably, I'm sure that attributed to it for sure. You know, like, all right, I got to go out there. I got to go out there and pass the road around. I got to, I got to go out there and meet clients. I got to figure out a way to reach out to others, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I would say that, that probably, uh, uh, to me, I think is such a huge, such a huge, uh, a critical thing for all you dads out there to realize how important it is, how important of a role you have you know, uh, with your son or your daughter, even your daughter as yeah. well, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's crazy. So your so your parents were like, okay, we have an expectation now for uh, of you to, to, to complete this. And, you know, I was, it's funny that you said that your dad, they would always be like, oh, okay. But then you'd always find a way to get back into it. If, yes. if you're like, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm over it. Yeah. I, funny thing is it kind of reminded me, I almost quit football my Dude, me, second me year too. playing. Me too. And my oh, dad go ahead, was. Go ahead. I want to hear this. Wait, second year playing? I didn't know that. It was, it was my second or third year playing. I was on. I was on Packers Orange in Ventura, and I was. I was my second or third year playing, and I remember I was like, I don't want to go to practice, Dad. Like, I don't want to play this anymore. Like, like what you said, it's taking all my time. I can't spend time with friends. Um, I was. I don't even remember. I was in. Oh, gosh, elementary school still? Man, no, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe above, gosh. like maybe sixth yeah. or seventh. Yeah, maybe sixth or seventh, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and my dad was like, "Okay, if you want to quit, here's a phone. You can call your coach yourself." I, I was kind of, and that right there was like, 
Uh, <laughs> that's the last well, thing you want to do. <laughs> my coach, my coach already yells at me a lot at football. I don't know if I can call him and tell him I quit. <laughs> I can't tell him that. <laughs> you know, uh, and so uh, that right there is what stopped me is my dad being like, okay, then you're going to own up to it. You know, you're going to be the one to tell him. I'm not going to tell him for you. You're going to be the one. Right. And that led me to not quit football. And I played it all the way through, through high school after that, you know, and, yeah. um, and so that's great. So you almost quit too, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I almost quit a few times. Matter of fact. <laughs> oh um, shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to an extent, I mean, I always kind of knew like I was going to stick around, but at the same time, yeah. I almost convinced myself like, yeah, you know what? I'm out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I remember there was like a pivotal point. It's my very first year playing football. And, um, the head coach at the time, John Carr, shout out to John Carr. If you're out there, uh, <laughs> he was such a, uh, he was a great coach, but he was so strict. And I swear, I think out of the whole scheme of things, like out of my whole career playing football, those 10 years, 11 years, he was the hardest coach, man. And this was my first year <laughs> You're in Bantam leagues, dude. We're not playing in pros. Why do we have to be so strict about time? cardio like he was like all right we're gonna practice uh 30 minutes of just doing you know over back overs he was intense (laughs) intense and he didn't let up on you like let's go get past the line don't stop there was always something and i was so stressed out like dude i'm just trying to have fun man i just want to play football i don't want to go to practice and do this lame stuff but so there was a couple points where i was like man i want to quit mom i want to quit dad and they were always, you know, they were always willing to listen to me, but they knew when there was a difference between complaining and when it was actually like, okay, maybe he just needs a little break and just, you know, take that day off, call out of practice, yeah. you know? And like you, they had me call the coaches if I wanted to take something off. And that added extra pressure. You're like, might as well go. I don't want to talk to the coach. That's worse than actually going to practice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'd say, yeah, they were a huge help. And I, I want to go back real quick to just, I'm not a dad yet, by the way, for everyone out there, but I do want to be a dad very soon, very soon. Um, but I think it's important, like you said. I want to be a dad. But I want to be a dad, I swear. <laughs> um, that is important. You know, like you said, whether it's 15 minutes or whatever time you can spare, like make sure that you always get in front of your kid and that you are a good role model and the best way that you can be because – I could say probably a lot of the time that I actually stuck with it was because like my parents were listening to me and they actually cared and, you know, they wanted me to do well. So always keep that at the forefront, you parents out there and shouldn't be parents because it's important. It's important. You know, yes, a lot of life is wild and, you know, you, your son or your daughter is going to have their own choices, but you know, a big way, a big factor is how you play into their lives and how you kind of mold them into the person they become. Yeah, and I think it's it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I was reading this book, um, and the author was mentioning how you your children end up becoming who they are through the through the goods and bads. Like meaning, not I mean that's super broad, but meaning like even yeah. putting them things that they don't want to do. That's ultimately too what's going to teach them. You know, hey, hey. this. I, I got to perse- persevere, even though this is something that I don't like, or, you know, or uh, like, I mean, practices, for instance, you know, we didn't like practices, but right. we, we liked, we liked the 
grind of it. You know, we liked being productive and you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I don't no, know if that hey, makes a whole sense. No, <laughs> no, great call though. But no, seriously, man, I'm glad you brought that up because it's important like to go towards things that you don't necessarily want to do to a certain extent, yeah. right? I mean, you don't have to be right. a maniac about it and you don't have to go, <laughs> you know, you don't have to make your day always about going towards the, the, the hard <laughs> stuff, you know? enjoy your life but yes go after the things that you might say no at first to and i realize that i think the most the most i feel successful in life is when i go towards the things i really don't want to do and then you come up on the other side and you go i'm so happy i did that why didn't i want to do that at the first place you know what what was my it, why did i want to be so comfortable like what's what's the point of being comfortable like there's almost like a certain yeah. time when you need to push past that and get uncomfortable i feel like that almost brings success too. Get uncomfortable. I like that. I like that. Get uncomfortable. I'm gonna make that a t-shirt, bro. Send Dude, it over it's, your it's way. It's so important. Good. I need to get wear it too to remind myself because sometimes I'll bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, and you know I've said that over yes. a, a couple episodes too. How important it is to grow. You know, uh, I was reading this book by a actually. It was <laughs> – I had to read the book because it was part of my college courses. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a – I was thinking it was a business class, and it was the first woman's, woman uh, CEO – one of the first women CEOs in the tech industry. Wow. And she made a statement that kind of stuck with me, and it said – she said that um, growth and comfort cannot coexist ah. because you can't grow and be comfortable, and you can't be comfortable when you grow. And to yeah. me, I was like, man, that is such a good point. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, you got to get uncomfortable. You got to push yourself out of the comfort zone because yeah. that's an, an essential to anybody's growth. And especially when it comes to, you know, business, I think too, you know, like uh, you got to get, you know, like we were talking about earlier with these people that are on the fence, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You, you, you just got to get your feet wet. Just go out there and do it and, and yeah. just start it up. That's the, yeah. that's the whole thing. And don't throw in the flag. Like you mentioned, you know, right. Um, Speaking of getting the business up and going, mm-hmm. what what made you want to to what made you decide? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to you know I'm going to start my own business, and may, you know and if you want to throw in a little cherry on top and tell us how you came up with the name, oh yeah, sure, that'd be cool. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so what made you what made you decide to start your own business, dude? I mean, pretty dang clear. I realized at a very young age. Um, that exercise really, really did something good for me and how I felt and how my actions translated from exercise. Whenever I exercised, I felt like I was a better person. I felt Mm. like I was a calmer person. I felt like I was more willing to be a helpful person. And so the real highlight in my life came uh, a few years back when I moved out to Santa Barbara and um, I was working at the hospital full time. And it was a job that I, I, didn't necessarily mind, but when I ask myself those deep questions, like, okay, do I want to do this for my whole life, my whole existence? The answer was no. Um, and so I knew it was inevitable before I start to get burnt out on that type of stuff. And you can only kind of show up again and again towards something you really don't have any interest for, for so long, you know? And so for me, the, the real highlight came when I was like, well, what do I enjoy doing? Like, what's, what are the few things that I actually like to do? And as funny as it is, I mean, exercise, like a few things popped up. I'm like, well, exercise is cool. Uh, sunshine is great. You know, sunshine's great. Friends are cool. And so I just worked off of that. I didn't really have much, but I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. Exercise, man. Why can't you make that a viable business? Look at other people doing it out there. 
whether you're a trainer, yeah. whether you're a, a physical therapist, whether you're uh, a doctor, a team a coach, whatever it is. I mean, there's so many different outlets that you can make a business around that fitness lifestyle. And so that's what I did. And I, I wanted to help people. That was the main thing too. It was like, I'm kind of tired of thinking about who I am and what I want to do. I already know that I already, I, I'm going to ask those same questions and those same themes are going to arise time and time again throughout my life. I already know that. Right. And I already know kind of where I want to be as a person. So why not like help people get to a certain stage too? Like let's, let's all be a part of a team. Let's build a community. Cause at the time I think I also felt a little lonely. You know, I didn't have mm. a, a relationship with my girlfriend, Tori. I didn't, I was living away from my parents. I was kind of trialing and airing the, the whole, um, you know, college life, whether I wanted to go to college, whether I wanted to have like a trade school thing. And it just hit me one day, Lopez, where I was like, man, I want to help people and I want to be around exercise. So let's just work with those two things and let's go from there and let's build on those things. Do I have the answers? Heck no, but I'm going to find <laughs> a way. Um, and even with the name, dude, like people ask me to this day and I go, you know, a soldier to me, soldier fitness, um, why I chose that name, it was really no reason. It wasn't like, yeah, soldier fitness. But one day I was just kind of scheming in my bedroom and I was like, well, what do I think of like when I think of someone who works hard and who has extreme discipline ship soldiers, like actual like Marine, mm. Navy men, all those guys uh, and girls. And so I was like, well, OK, let's work with that. You know, let's kind of keep brainstorming here. And soldier came up to mind because I was like, well, I definitely think of myself as a spiritual person. I, I like, you know, God at the forefront, something that. Uh, has more meaning than just myself again. It's kind of like that yeah. higher power that even brought me into this life. Like, yeah. okay, some like a soul, okay, jaw, meaning God, you know. Um, and it wasn't, it had nothing to do like, okay, wow, I really want to, you know, appear to people to be like a really like religious person or a good guy. It wasn't like that. Right. It was just more so about the the discipline, the discipline ship and okay. the hard work ethics behind that and kind of like in translation with a soldier. But not being so intense where it's a boot camp. I want people to have fun here. This is their program, get down, man. Get down, I tell them, get down, get down, get me 20. Like, I'm not going to do that, man. I had that playing football. I don't want that. I don't want to get that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. That's, that's crazy. See, that's, that's cool too. I like hearing, I like hearing how name, names of businesses came about because it takes you into, where the owner or the founder, whoever you want to call them, yeah. where their mindset was at the time. You know right. what I mean? What their yeah. mindset was. Even if it was to leave a legacy like, you know, Lopez and Son or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, a print shop that's called Lopez and Son. You know, it's like, oh, they want to leave a legacy for their sons, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right. to me, it's interesting to hear how how these these names came about. And that's that's really cool, man, because I think – you can take that one characteristic uh, discipline, that one value, and apply mm -hmm. it to everywhere in your life. You yeah. know what I mean? And and starting with fitness, for example, your business, starting with fitness, you can take that. You, you start your day or whatever maybe with, with exercise, and then sure. it's like it just becomes a habit, your discipline. Oh. Okay, got to get up or all right, I got to go do my yeah. my squat, my 100 squats for the day or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, life, that's, right? Yeah. It's, it's something you make a part of your life and it becomes, you know, at the forefront, whether you're, you're thinking about it or not, it's just there, you know, and exercise yeah. is always there. 
whether you, for and, sure. and I, that's another, I guess, important part too, is, um, for people who do want to start a business, just, you know, there's again, so many different levels, um, and pertaining. So I, I'll give an example of what I do personal training. So you think, okay, well, yeah, like extreme exercise, like intensity, like people doing sprints and stuff, but dude, that's like half the game. If even mm. that, like a lot of people just to get on a walk is a win, man. Like there's people that, you know, are, are suffering from obesity, from different health ailments. And for me, it's, it's that broad spectrum. Like I am just as willing to be like a top tier coach for the elite athlete as I am for someone who can barely get off the couch. I mm. want there to be someone there for that person and for the, the, the athlete, you know, why not be able to cover all grounds? And yeah, maybe I can't say I specialize cause I don't focus on just one person or one sport or anything like that. But to me, man, there's so many open doors that I can go down. You know, I'm not closed yeah. into like this one thing now. I don't have to focus like, Oh man, this is it. You know, right. I want to, I want to keep my mind open and expand in as many ways as possible. And so sure. those are and the I themes. Think, I think that's a, that's an awesome, an awesome thing of, of the multiple awesome things about how you run your business is I remember uh, in one of your interviews, you were talking about how I think it was one of your first success stories about it was a guy. It was uh, it was a man. He was trying to get into the uh, military. I think maybe he was trying to jog. He was trying to he had to lose weight because he oh, had to Kenny, the military. Kenny, police, yeah, the police academy. Kenny. That's right. Police yeah. academy. OK, that's what it was. I knew it was some sort of <laughs> some sort of something like that. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, <laughs> he had to get in a police academy, but in order to do so, he had to lose weight. Um, right. and you just worked with him and worked with him. Okay. We're going to start off like this. And then, or, or I, I mean, you tell a story because obviously you know way better than I do, but <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> that's a great, no, that was a good, a great that was a good story. overview. So, Thank you. No, that was good. Um, yeah, actually, matter of fact, I would say that the very first encounter with Kenny, very, very, uh, unusual setting because I had just signed up for, um, it was an application called coach up. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what coach up is, it's almost like, uh, there's a, an external source that connects you with clients who want trainers. So you can either be someone who's looking to train and get under a coach's help, or you could be the coach and you're connecting with the, the client to help them get to their, their goals or whatever. And so with Kenny, his dad, his dad had reached out to me on coach up and said, Hey, this is, this is my son. He basically gave me an overview of what he was trying to accomplish in a very, very short amount of time. I'm talking a week's time when, uh, yeah, I'll get into every detail, but essentially when I read the message, I go, well, there's no way, there's no way this is going to happen, but I'm going to say yes. You know, I'm going to say, yes, we can yeah. do it. Let's find a way, you know, Hey, why not shoot for the stars, baby? The yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, he needed help with running because part of the requirement for getting into the police Academy, um, you had to score under a certain time for the mile. I think it was like a mile time. And, uh, where he was at was, I think the best we had gotten to within that week was like 1130. And I had just from like the, the simple techniques that I taught him, we dropped it from like 1215 to 1130. And, okay. and again, this is someone who was about 315, 320 pounds at the time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the very first week. Um, and Hey, it was like, fingers crossed, right? Like, thank you so much. Like his dad reached out to me and said, he, he learned so much. He's going to take this test. He's going to give it his best. Let's see what happens. Um, like I had thought, you know, a week wasn't enough time. And so he failed. He failed the academy test. 
and I thought it was kind of, it was kind of done and, and okay. You know, maybe we're, I'm not going to be able to train Kenny anymore because he started to get very depressed and, um, you know, just sad that he wasn't able to get into the police academy. And he knew, obviously it wasn't like my fault or even his fault. It was just like, Hey, I got to change. If I can get into this academy, I got to do something, you know, I got to change drastically. And so he didn't reach out to me for a while after that very first week of training. So I, you know, just like me, I always kept them on the side. I always keep, no matter who I work with, whether it's a day or whether it's years, I always keep them on my list so that I can always reach out, you know, and just say what's up and and see where they're at. And that's what I did with Kenny. And I just kept on reaching out even when he was going through a depressive phase. I know he, I think he put on like another 10, 15 pounds after that. And, uh, he, that's when he changed inside and that's when he knew, okay, I got my back's to the wall, man. Like, I don't want to be big anymore. I feel like I'm a loser. I don't want to be telling myself that I got to change. So let's go to the full extent. And, uh, over time, my man, over time through his own efforts. And I mean, I'm not, I, I only want to take a small portion of Kenny's success because really it came down to him actually changing and, and being the man he is now and being in the police Academy, Woo! Woo! but uh, he made it, he made it. But over time, man, we just kept on showing up. We kept on critiquing some things, especially related to running. We started to throw in new tools like kettlebells and, uh, resistance work that really started to turn out well for him. We got him into new, like, uh, what I did with him to perfect his running. Cause again, that was part of the whole test and he had to get past a certain time was not only training and like just going out there. Cause part of it is just like, dude, just run, you know, you have to kind of almost just run back and forth, you know, multiple times and then you'll start yeah. to find, find two. <laughs> and so once we got that down, once he like had a full gas tank after he had lost, you know, 60, 70 pounds and he was getting down towards that 215 range where he finally lost, I think like 110 pounds overall, man, you, you could see that man in his mind. It didn't matter that maybe he had like a little hiccup here and there, or maybe that his time was still, uh, above the bar, but he had something in his mind where you just knew he was convinced, like, I'm going to find a way I'm going to keep grinding seven days a week, you know, not sleep, yeah. doing, doing things that were pretty crazy. And, not necessarily the most healthy, but to get to the point where he's at now, he had to do that. I mean, you don't, you don't just, you know, morph into the person and you're not able to enter the police Academy being 320 pounds. I'm sorry, unless you're an incredible athlete. I just don't see that happening. <laughs> so he did it, man. And I mean, that was for sure my biggest success story with weight loss. I mean, and, yeah. and hits. So 110 pounds is no joke. That's no joke, man. What like, do you have like a time frame? Like how long that took him to lose that or? <laughs> A, right around a year. I don't know the exact. Like, Still, I feel like month. that's a major accomplishment, though. bro. Around bro. a year, and it's, that's as crazy. Matter of fact, just being in his presence and like even when we were like down seventy pounds and he was still on you know the forefront of losing more and more. I like part of me was like, dude, this guy's like a legend. Like I'm working with a legend. Right <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this yeah. guy's got something built in him that is inspiring me. Believe it or not, it's like that. I love that relationship. And that's what I love about training is, uh, yeah, I'm providing a service for somebody, but at the same time, they're providing something for me. Yeah. Dude, uh, just some quick math. That's yeah. about three pounds a day. I mean, just some quick, simple math. You know what I mean? Losing three pounds a day yeah. to achieve about yeah. 100, 110 pounds, 365 days in a year. That's no joke, dude. Three pounds a day. Like, that's progress. You yeah. know what I mean? that's that's what i'm saying i was always like kind of confused like i would like 
be texting him and stuff. And I'd be like, wait a minute, where are we at, dude? Like, wasn't it? Hold on. We just, <laughs> hold on. Dude, you're this 320 pounds. Like, what happened, bro? Yeah. But uh, that's that goes to show when you really have a fire inside and you want to change bad, do whatever you can. You know, there do whatever you go. There you go. Just a straight example right then and there. So talking about, so talking about a workout regimen, obviously that was over, you know, a length of time, but somebody, so somebody, how about, I mean, let's leave a little gem for some of the listeners and people who may be like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start doing that. I want to be like Kenny. I want to be like that. You know? So what regimen would you give to somebody who is looking to, I mean, let's see it, it, we're about to enter into spring. Spring's going to turn into summer. They maybe they want to cut up. They want to get a little bit lean. Mm-hmm. What kind of regimen would you put somebody who's like, you know, I want to get some. I want to. I want to get cut. I want to get lean. What would you say? That's. Um, would you say? Would you tell them they need to be super strict? You got to be super strict and exercise every day. Mm-hmm. Or would you be like, okay, we got to balance uh, this. I mean, what kind of regimen? I'm just shooting. I'm yeah, just shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. kind of regimen would you give somebody who wants to get lean? Oh man. Well, uh, so are we, do we have like a timeline here or is it just kind of, um, of course, let's call it, let's call it, let's just give it a nice round 30 days a month or something. I mean, okay. that's not a whole lot of time, but no, not a whole <laughs> lot of time. Yeah. So depending on that person, I always say, dude, aim big, aim big and make sure that that is clear. Whatever you want to accomplish, make sure that every detail's there, every factor, like the way you want to feel, mm. the way you want to look, the way what weights do you want to be lifting at that time? How, what do you have a six pack? Do you have big shoulder? What is, what is the ideal body type that you want? Write it down and focus on that. Now on the opposite side of the spectrum, let's be honest here. 30 days is not that much time. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to really transform your body into something that's going to be ripped up, big sacrifices are going to have to be made, but don't get overwhelmed. Right. Think about mm-hmm. it. 30 days. It's not your whole life. It's not going to take an eternity. You're going to have to buckle in. You're going to have to buckle in. Guess what? You're going to also have to get comfortable with working hard. There's nothing Mm. wrong with that. Just have an extreme amount of focus. I think I'm about to start working out right now. (laughs) Talk to me like that. Buckle buckle in. It's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go go for it. I was just getting amped up back here. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. But so someone, I'd say, so someone who I guess you can already get the vibe that maybe it's going to take a lot more than just, um, it's going to take a lot more than just getting off the couch, right? Yeah. Is to always set like reasonable goals for that day. Like always aim high and maybe like set the bar too far. So like maybe for instance, okay, a regimen that I would set for somebody who's trying to get ripped up is dude, definitely extreme cardio, right? Like you want to be burning a lot of calories. Okay. You want to get down uh, in weight to be shredded. Like if you want to have like that six pack and everything, like you're going to have to be on point with your cardio. You're going to have to throw in some resistance too. I mean, to a certain extent and find a tool that you love. Don't fall into the trap of mm. the gym where you just have the core lifts like squats, cleans, and bench press. Those are all great. I I mean, I don't, I have nothing against that. Go for those things if you like that. Don't get stuck in them. Don't get stuck into that. Like, dude, find something you like, like whether it's dancing, whether it's, uh, you know, playing in the sand, like surfing, dude, find your niche and just go after that as much as you can, more than you ah, think. I like right? that. And reward yourself. So I think one of the biggest problems is, okay, 30 days, you have to be so strict, right? You have to, you have to be a nut almost to be transformed into a, a lean body type, right? Yeah. So set reasonable goals, high expectations, always set the bar high, 
but always give yourself a little treat at the end. I'm not talking dessert. I'm talking, go reward yourself. <laughs> like go take yourself to a movie, go get a massage, go get uh, okay, there you go. something that you can say, oh man, I earned this. I earned this man. Cause that in itself is going to keep you on track. Like you're going to want to do that over and over and over again. When you feel those feelings of dude, I accomplished it, man. I, I got the workout done. I feel great. I've got more energy than I came in with. Why would you want to let something like that go? You don't want to have some little temporary satisfaction disrupt you from your overall goal. And I feel like uh, you have to put your head down in a way. You have to almost clear yourself of all distractions and just say, man, do I really want this? Is it yes or is it no? If it's yes, dude, you're going to have to Let's you're go. going to have to buckle yeah. in. It, it's not going to be it's not going to be quote unquote easy, but you're going to fall in love with the process and those not easy things are going to become more doable. You're going to want to go after the things you don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, mm-hmm. it's going to have a huge reward at the end. You're going to start looking ripped. You're going to start feeling Ooh. good. Your confidence is going to be boosted, man. It's a, uh, it's a lot of things, <sighs> right? I want to get yoked right now. <laughs> exactly. And who doesn't want to feel good in this moment? No matter whether, whether you're on the couch right now or whether you're an extreme athlete, like, I think the overall point is, don't we want to just feel good? Like we want to feel like satisfied with life yep. in this very moment, right? I feel like that's the biz- biggest success factor. Success is measured by this very moment, how you feel in this very moment. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. You said, okay, so first thing was, right, let's, let's look at some goals. Let's write down some goals. What do yeah. you want? We got to write yeah. down goals. Yep. Um, you mentioned, okay, you mentioned cardio. You got to be strict on your cardio. How, about how much cardio do you think? Like, uh, I mean, time-wise, um, I, maybe. Well, uh, de- depending on if the person is um, like a little overweight or very, very obese, you almost have to go at least 50%, um, if okay. not more. For the, for the person who is in extreme, like, uh, extreme conditions who can't really move and mobile, 75%. And that's not to say you have to go out there and run sprints. I'm talking, just get your heart rate up. Like go walk Hills, okay. go start walking in the sand, like something that's tough for you. You don't have, obviously yeah. I don't expect people that are really suffering to climb mountaintops. That's maybe one day <laughs> for sure. I want you yeah. to get to the mountaintop one day, but dude, let's just start off by walking down the street first. Let's walk day down by the day. street first. Yeah. You know, for sure. And, and speaking of that, like you said, like, uh, um, you know, you have a wide variety of clients, you know, mm-hmm. just from, just from following on your Instagram, which you, you post regularly, you, you have encouraging messages. You show the, you show the progress of people, people putting in work. I love it. And it, I've seen, you have a wide variety of, of I, a clientele, I guess, to put it, um, in, in that word i guess but yeah, like i've yeah. seen you have all you have you have older clients and you have yeah. younger clients that you work with so you work with like you said you any open doors that are out there you you've left yourself available to these open doors rather than being like okay i'm yeah. just gonna be a sport athlete trainer you right. know you've left this you left the, the doors open and, and made yourself available to to anybody who wants it anybody yeah. who wants to get after it and yeah. uh, i think that's awesome too and i think that you know just with that example, I think it's encouraging for people to realize it doesn't matter what age you are. You can still get after it. Oh, amen, dude. Yeah, thank you for saying that. It's true. You, I mean, there's no late startup time for exercise. There's no early beginnings either. You know, whenever if you're a young kid listening to this or if you're uh, in your older ages, 
you are in the perfect spot. There's it's always the right time. I mean, even if you're 100 years old, an exercise could be as simple as lifting the remote up and down. Like, I mean, there's an infinite amount of ways to exercise and feel good. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's to your own level, your own capabilities, right? Um, and uh, I, I I like the fact that I have opened up to basically everybody. And some people I don't even disclose on Instagram for certain reasons, like they want their privacy. Um, mm-hmm. Some people. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, Montecito is a very popular spot for famous stars and I've been able to work with some of those people. And so for their own disclosure, I mean, I don't say a lot of things, but it's not about that. Like it's just as important to me, like I said, an average Joe off the street, like to me, that's the star. Everyone's a star. Maybe they're just not in front of the camera or maybe they're not, you know, highlighted like some people, but everyone's a star. Everyone's got a story, man. That's right. I like it, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So I guess a bit more about your business before we're going to, we'll wrap it up here. Cause I know that, uh, you know, we, we try to keep it to an hour and we're definitely going to get another yeah. part in. We got to yeah, get another yeah. part. That's in what I want to got... hear. I don't want this to end, bro. You got a great no, podcast. Heck no. I love it. I love it. We, you know, like I said, we got a ton of, we could probably take up a whole hour of just wow. telling half of our stories. Easy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so we'll definitely have to dive into those on the next part for sure. But for as sure. we wrap up here, you know, a bit more about your business. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, I know your business, but for the listeners out there, what, yeah. what makes you, what makes your personal training different from the other personal training from the other ah. personal trainers out there? Good question. Good question. Um, so even before the pandemic, uh, the main thing I also wanted to incorporate besides just like health and uh, exercise was getting people back outdoors or for those who already love the outdoors, outdoor enthusiasts to be out there. And so, um, I wanted to switch it up in the sense that, yeah, there's other people, there's other trainers that work out outdoors, but I wanted to, you know, bring the gym to people. So part of my Mm -hmm. whole business is, it's 24 hours, you know, and obviously there has to be some type of mentioning pre-hand. I can't, you can't just give me a call and be like, hey, dude, meet me at 2 a.m. I might say, yeah, I could. But obviously with advanced notice, I prepare for things like that. And I, I've trained early mornings and times I really don't want to go out, believe it or not. But 24-hour service is, is kind of, yeah, you have gyms out there that exist. But do you have any gyms out there that exist 24-7 where the gym's brought to you? I don't know many. Um, I'm sure they're out there. But that's part of how I stand out. So I bring the gym to people at parks, at trails. There are gyms that I work out of, uh, off of state street in Santa Barbara. So they're actually ran by other people. And then I just pay fees to basically pay off the owner, but then I also get paid by my clients. So having a wide variety for both those who enjoy the indoors, but again, trying to emphasize and get people outdoors, even, you know, that's like my bread and butter. Um, and I think also just the fact that I do, open up to everybody is a huge indication that I'm different than most trainers. Cause some people just want to work with, you know, the pretty girls. Some people want to <laughs> just work with, uh, with the premier athletes. Some people want to, you know, work with, uh, the elderly and, you know, post injury type stuff, but I want to do it all. Like I don't, I'm setting this up for my life and whether, obviously I'm not going to say the same, everything's going to change right, in some, right. some aspect. But I think that the foundation stands within one optimal health at any age level. And so for me, it's about tailoring to, I got, I got the open door to everything, man. I I have so many different routes I can go and I can learn so many different things. And that's what I want to do because I don't just expect this to be like, oh, this is a stepping stone until, 
you know, my other dream career. Like I want this to be my life. You know, I love yeah. this stuff and I know that this is going to be at the forefront for a long time. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I do want to differentiate. You have to differentiate between other right. trainers. Otherwise you won't get noticed. But I don't, I don't spend too much time thinking about that. To be honest, I, I just go out there and again, it's like about helping people. So as long as I'm with somebody in person, even if it's not being documented, even if I'm not posting it on Instagram, that's a win for me is like, I'm just there with that person. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I want when I'm in that hour training session or that hour and a half training session, nothing else exists. You know, it's, it's hard to be even like influenced when I have days where a lot's on my mind in that hour. Like I'm so focused on that person. It, again, it helps both parties. And so why yeah. not keep something that is so, so vital and uh, pure, uh, that does so much good for both people. I mean, why would you ever give that away? And again, things are going to change, but man, it's good right now. And why not just keep the good things going? Yeah, man. And that's, that's, that's cool right there. I think that's really cool part of your business. I know that when I'm outside on a nice day or just being in, gosh, just being in Santa Barbara in general, being yeah. outside in Santa Barbara, it's just that much more motivation to be like, it's a great day. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go get my lift on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's awesome that you uh, try to emphasize getting people outdoors to, to work out. And, and it, I think it's obvious that you're willing to, hey, man, I'm going to do everything possible to make you better. I'll bring the gym to you. We'll go to yeah. trails. I yeah. think that's a great, great emphasis or a great um, example of your – of how of how you want to impact other people, how you want to yeah. impact other people's lives and help them, and so I think mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. I think Thanks. that's awesome. Thanks, Lopez. and uh, yeah, man. So, bro, like I said, we're cutting down on our hour time. But, no, you know, it's all good. we are. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're definitely gonna have to get another part two in here. Uh, we're gonna have to definitely get another sure. part two. Part two for and, sure, uh, man. And. Uh, as well, definitely. Fact, we we could continue off of just that very last thing to to begin the next one because I I do want to go into more detail. Um, man, I an hour goes by fast, man. When you're out. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah, man. I know yeah. it, man. I, I know it. I, I I that's I'm just like listen. I'm just like oh, listen. Look at this guy's got man. Look at this uh, guy. He's got it going. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Thank Shoot. you, Lopez. Sometimes I feel like I don't, but that's the whole point, right? Oh, I gotta bro. Keep working. Um. I wanted to tell you too, like this podcast, uh, I'm so glad. Well, one that I got to be the first guest back in a long time, yeah, but yeah. you got a new studio. Like the setup is perfect for podcasting, man. <laughs> you could, you could, you could specialize it and obviously fine tune, fine tune it over time. But thank you, man. I, you got to keep yeah, this man. going because the way that you structured this podcast, uh, was very, very good. And, and you kept it in line and you had topics that you brought up. So it was a fun experience for me because I love podcasts too. And I've been on both sides where you have to be a host or whether you're a guest and you yeah, did a great job, man. I, I like this podcast a lot. People need this. Thanks brother. I appreciate that a lot. I think I appreciate that very much. And you know what? I think too, like, shoot, man, we, you got to listen to morning Joe with Tony flow to get your motivation. Ah! And then you go dive in with uh, you go dive in with soldier fitness, Austin over here. Yes. And, and he, he's going to help you tear it up. <laughs> I love oh oh real quick sorry sorry to cut you off right no, there Lopez. no go for it um first off dude when I first saw your podcast name I go dude genius bro Tony <laughs> Flo with the Joe or whatever it was I'm like dude it's genius uh, <laughs> little ring to it had a nice little ring to it it does and I liked your little like uh your graphic your little comic there it was it was sweet with like your face and the Joe but uh 
it's it's been a, a heck of a lot of fun, man. So thank you for for having me, and I can't wait oh, for part two already, dude. Heck yeah, man! Again, I appreciate it, dude. And we're gonna oh, we we definitely got to get you on here again, but. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me, to our listeners. Definitely love getting to know you and your your yeah. business and, and just digging into the inspiration, man, and, uh, and helping other people get inspired and motivated to to be all they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? And I think you're a great example of that. That's why I wanted to have you on here. So, yeah, man, uh, we're uh, going to get into a part two. Um, but you know what? For now, that's all I got for everybody else. Awesome. We're going to have you back on, of course. So we'll look forward to that episode. And uh, yeah, man, I'm out. Oh, and before we forget, a couple of ways you can reach Austin here at Soldier Fitness. Uh, his Instagram is AustinNeilin27, or uh, the business itself is Soldier underscore fitness. That is S-O-U-L-J-A-H underscore fitness. That's where you can reach him on Instagram. You can also email him. You want to inquire. Maybe you're curious and see if you can get in touch with him personally. You can reach him at his email at austin.neilin at yahoo.com. And also you can check out his website, man. Go over there, check out his website, see what his business is about, clients he's worked with, uh, his success stories, all that good stuff. You can reach that at www.soldierstrong.com. That's Soldier Strong. That's S-O-U-L-J-A-H strong.com. Uh, again, located in Santa Barbara, California. Beautiful Santa Barbara, California, mind you. Um, and I'll tell you what, right now he's available for in-person and virtual training. And, and again, he leaves the door open to anybody who wants to get after it. Available for all skill levels. And... uh Yeah, man.